0: And welcome to "They're Playing Our Song," the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is my special guest, Matt Summers. Hey, Matt, welcome back. Hi, Rob. Uh, It's it's very nice to have someone in the the quote unquote studio again. It's 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 been a while. I've had some nice Skype talks, but it's good to have a person, some face to face time. Uh, So, welcome back. Uh, You emailed and said, "Where's the punk?" So we yes. are going to be talking about Riot by Dead Kennedys today yes. from their 82, 1982 not eighteen eighty two or two thousand eighty two <laughs> but nineteen eighty two album Plastic Surgery Disasters which is yes a creepy t- <laughs> really did you see a picture of the cover of the album it's the uh the, with the little a, like... African child hand and the oh but it's like it's it's like a little claymation hand oh. Kind of thing. oh yeah it's, it's freaky just like the yes. title it, anything with plastic surgery just sounds Creepy and gross and yes, it, uh, but I mean, I mean, if you're a punk band, I suppose it's the sure the vibe you're going for. It's very eighties title, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So yes. I don't think we have talked. We talked some. Pop, we did some pop punk, pop pop punk, but we haven't done actual late seventies, early eighties punk. Wait, what pop
1: punk did you? We did do?
0: we did Blink One Eighty Two. That's pop, that's pop, that's pop punk, right? Okay, sure. All right. There's,
1: there's some punk element to that. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, I'm sure they listened to a lot of punk when they were growing up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But this is like really, real punk. This is when you talk about punk, this is what you're talking about. This
1: is, yeah, this is gritty. Okay.
0: So Dead Kennedys is a band I know of. Like I know, oh, that's a punk Mm -hmm. band and that's, my knowledge has has stopped there. So, um, do, do you have a, are you a big fan of Dead Um, Kennedys, punk in general?
1: I yeah you know, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. Uh, most of my punk knowledge are mostly mainstream bands. I know there's a, punk is one of those things where like the real hardcore fans are like, oh have you heard of these guys and <laughs> you've never heard of them because they never even had an album or anything yeah. like that. So, um, but I mean I they're you know I when I discovered them I was like oh I want to learn about these guys and they do have a really interesting history. Like the the band has collectively sued the lead singer. Um, for withheld royalties and, um, I, I believe like he w- they didn't feel like he was giving him a fair cut of, mm-hmm. uh, concert, um, uh, you know, whatever the payout yeah. for that. And, um, and they sued him and won actually. So oh. I think that like kind of tells who was in the wrong on that. So,
0: you know, sometimes there's those feuds and you never know, but. Well, which is um, more punk, not giving your bandmates any of their money or suing your bandmates to get money oh, back no, which one's the more punk suing is
1: suing is that's the man that's
0: the establishment
1: right. yeah you, they should have gone over and like beaten, up, beaten him up or something and, Like a big
0: shoot. Like, yeah, yeah right I'm, in sure, the face. I'm
1: sure he had like the cash in like duffel bags or something that's very punk so <laughs> he could have just taken it But I
0: bet it was in a bank or you it was sure? in some oh, sort yes, of a yes. Cayman Island account for tax purposes yeah
1: and they they have uh, there's other things I, I don't know the, all the details, but they the band wanted to license some of their songs for commercials and stuff, and the lead, uh-huh. and the lead singer I mean if you listen to a lot of their lyrics, very mm-hmm. anti-establishment, very anti-commercial mm-hmm. um, commercialism, and so he refused to do that, and I think that was part of then they were mad at him and then they looked into it and were like hey wait a minute this guy owes us some money <laughs> so i i i probably have that wrong but i think it's something like that they, and they did,
0: uh, yeah I, w- I was doing a little bit of research about the band and they did they did recently sue them. i didn't know if he did yeah. so they they apparently won
1: they have yeah and he's he's like he owes them more money than he has so he's going to be paying them for the rest of his life Jeez. i think so um yeah so and you know there it's it's too bad the the band tours with the name dead candies but they don't tour with them they have different lead singers oh. um and i don't think they're on speaking terms at all wow um,
0: yeah so it seems tough though because this this song very so riot very specifically uh i mean there's a, there's a, there's a lot in the song but mm-hmm. it, it definitely seems to gain a lot in terms of you know, I mean, I don't know if punk. Some people think punk. It's it's, three, it's like Ramon's rules. Three minutes and you're done, and it's kind of loud and do it yourselfy. Yeah. Uh, this had you know, and, and hopefully it has a message, some sort of uh, anti-establishment kind of kind of message. But I don't mm. think the song would have worked with just someone with like angry voice or generic voice. There's yeah. A, there's an interesting interesting tone that the whole song takes on. Yeah. Uh, but why specifically did you want to talk about Riot rather than any of their other their other songs?
1: Um. There, I, I felt like this song. This this is a song when I first got into them. It really jumped out at me initially. Um, it, it just, you know, it's really like uh, I think it shows the strength. The, the reason I think that they're my favorite punk band is the musicianship. I think punk is a is a genre where a lot of a lot of musicians aren't that good at their instrument. I mean, quite frankly, I mean yeah. they're just they know how to play some loud power chords and scream mm. and and they're and they got the energy of punk, which mm. is really important, but. Um, DK really like they're they're so good at their instruments. They're so such good songwriters. Um, mm-hmm. It's really intelligent, smart punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the Jello, the lead singer, he's he's got these charged politically political lyrics. A lot of them, unfortunately, are about like Reagan era <laughs> California when he was a governor, yep. and then when he became the president. And so it's not it doesn't have that poignancy that maybe it's it had added. at the time. Um, this song is just this is just about. It could be any riot in any era. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's really, I think that kind of the universalism of that really spoke to me. And, mm-hmm. and it's about, you know, it's about, like, just kind of unbridled rage and mm-hmm. that kind of that youthful exuberance toward, like, you know, bucking the system and sticking it to the man <laughs> that I think just kind of speaks to... It spoke to me as a youth, yeah. definitely,
0: yeah. Well, I yeah. could definitely see on, uh, like, the first time I listened to it, I just, I kind of note, this, this is a very specific and literal description of what is going on in a riot like oh we're picking things up we're throwing them you can go break this you can set this on fire here come the police they don't let us this way let's go this way and destroy this area. and it just sort of goes through the progression of a riot in this in this very factual uh well and not factual might be the wrong word but it's it's very very literal and specific this Mm -hmm. is what is happening in a riot
1: it's a how-to of what's (laughs) what's gonna happen in a riot what to expect
0: yeah which i I thought was interesting because i expected it to be um, very much that like that's it like like angry like riot because we should riot this I keep the, you know, like more like Rage Against the Machine sounding yeah. thing. like you need to stand up for yourself and show them who's boss yeah. and it really a little bit of that but that actually wasn't quite what the whole song is about mm-hmm. there's a lot more to it uh so I mean that that was my first take I mean what you've listened to it a lot more than I have so kind of what what's uh what's on your mind nowadays when you think of this song versus maybe when you first heard it.
1: Um, I don't. I don't know. I it's hard to it's hard to not think about rioting. I think uh, without thinking about kind of the more contemporary, like you know, this was from the early '80s. So, um, and they were in L.A. So, I don't have my timelines down, but I believe yeah. there was some the Watts riots,
0: perhaps that was in the Chicago. '70s, or that was Chicago. I I, I think Watts is. Or right Is it well? was in
1: LA. I'm, I'm sure there has been some rioting. Were, right I mean, there. it I'm
0: was sure. it was it was the end of a charged period in which okay. there was yes. a lot of rioting in various big cities. Yeah.
1: and I mean, like we, you know, and that uh, it's not like rioting has gone away. That still happens, mm-hmm. um, and we've experienced that in the last couple of years too. I think, and that's it's interesting. I I would you know I've been listening to it a lot in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> I've been like re familiarizing myself with it, and I've been thinking about like the message of the song applied to like a social justice movement, how there's, you know, Mm -hmm. like these, you know, often somewhat violent protests against like what's going on. uh, And and like, you know, in Ferguson, for example, there's riots and, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, the different reasons for that compared to what was probably prompting this song. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you, when you think about, when you think about rioters and writing, you think about, I think primarily what they are, what their their message is, what what they're fighting against. Mm-hmm. Whereas this song, there, it, it's very unspecific. It's <laughs> yeah. like here's the, the the physicality of it, here's the mechanics, here's the logistics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about it, like the the absence of mm-hmm. kind of the the cause of the riot. Yeah, I mean,
0: and, the, and the, you definitely get that sense of it's more just. We should let's do this. This is what it's we should chaos, do. This, this is the time yeah. we have. Like, hey, when else are you going to get to set yeah. something on fire or break in and steal? You know enough stuff that maybe your arms are going to fall off. And that's, better do
1: it now. That is the spirit of punk music, right there. <laughs> I mean, just
0: like chaos and anarchy for the sake of it. So, yeah. yeah. And the thing that. I mean, I think we talked about the with the singer Jello Jel- Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra. Okay, I know. I was looking at the at the list. You know, when you go like Wikipedia yes. after I do a oh, yeah. Wikipedia search, these are the current members. These are the past members. Okay. There so. was Ted six five two. I hear these people.
1: Um, so it's it's jello biafra mm. who uh is the lead singer songwriter uh, he's, the one got sued. You know, he's the one that got sued he is the the wacky insane voice mm-hmm. um east bay ray who's a guitarist he's i think the principal songwriter him and Klaus floride <laughs> who's the guitar who's the bassist and i mean their real names are you know they're like herman schwartz or something <laughs> like that i mean they're all you know normal guy names and um oh i had it written down drummer's name uh they had a different drummer on the first album um dh peligro um and he he became that guy became the drummer for most of their most of their stuff okay and uh when i saw i saw them live in 2001 or something and it was everybody but a new lead singer um and so it was kind of you know it was like a it still felt like the band's mm-hmm. totally different style of singer because there is you know nobody sounds like jello but Yeah, Um, but yeah, that's uh, those are the principles, though. Those are the guys. The other guys, I think, were just kind of in and out. out, Yeah, yeah.
0: and they because they didn't have they only had like three albums or four. Yeah, they They yeah they had
1: um, I think they had three albums in an EP. I think In God We Trust Inc. is an EP, and then they like re released that with Plastic Surgery Disasters as Mm -hmm. a as a double. And then yeah, I mean they, I think I don't know if they released stuff later still under the name, Mm -hmm. but I mean when you have a eighties. Punk band that comes out with an album in the 90s is probably not going to be that good. So I can't, yeah, I don't think I, I checked it out. I think that's the
0: problem. You know, if you're a punk band, it only works when nobody's heard of you and you can be angry. Yes. And maybe you're making a little bit of money to just keep doing your shows. But the second you have any sort of fame, your sellout. Even if you're not a sellout, even That's if you're, you're donating all your money, you're spending all your money on social social justice causes. You're still a sellout because everyone's heard of you. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to be involved with you. Who used to be involved with you? Anyone who likes you now is probably just oh, I heard that one song they had on the radio. Well, remember the radio, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> they had on the radio. And then, and then, and then, and then no, I don't care about them anymore. Yeah. I moved on to the next, the next thing. So yeah, it must be hard to keep that yeah punk, the punk uh, train going. I think it's harder to believe someone's rage
1: when they're forty. <laughs> I think it's it's, you know like at that point my sciatica I mean, uh. I, part of part of punk is like kind of the uh, it's unrefined and so mm-hmm. like it punk at its core i think is like a teenager being pissed off about something that yeah. actually they shouldn't be pissed off about but they just don't know any better yeah. that's i feel like that's what punk is yeah. and when you're older like you're you know too much mm. to be punk
0: I think this, and not knowing the band well enough, I'm not sure if this was their intention or which part was their intention. But certainly looking at the lyrics or listening to the song, there's definitely the sense of this is the time to do it, so go crazy, destroy things. Mm -hmm. However, the things you probably want to destroy, which are the things owned by the wealthy, the things owned by the establishment, those are protected by the cops. So, hey, let's turn around and just destroy this stuff that we have. Oh, yeah. The sense of, you know what, we're going to destroy stuff. We can't do the good stuff that we want to destroy or riot against, so I guess we'll just trash all our own crap, and oh well. And I can't tell if that's meant to be both, you know, I get why you want to riot, however, you're all idiots for rioting because you know you're just going to destroy your own stuff, or if it's a call to action of doesn't even matter what you're destroying, if you're doing that, you need to be rioting because you have to do it. And I I wasn't Mm -hmm. quite sure not knowing the band whether... It was going to be sort of, "Hey, everybody, you're stupid for doing this, but I get why." Or if it was, you should do this even though you know you're, you know, you're, you're cutting off your nose despite to, to your face. Yeah. Um, it, you I, kind of an interpretation that you have on that?
1: I think they do. They have a they have a lot of kind of funny songs mm-hmm. where they're kind of making fun of the establishment and making fun of people that buy into it. I'm thinking of this, they have a song called "Terminal Preppy," which is like <laughs> about your quote unquote prep from like high school, like Zach Morris or something oh, yeah. and, and how they're going to go to college and like become an investment banker and learn how to like sexually assault women and stuff like that, you know <laughs> so I think I, I think that it's probably, I, 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 I hear the lyrics as being like yeah, you, you can't get to where you need to, you know, like the police throw the barricades up and just say, go at it, destroy yeah. your own neighborhood and, you know, tomorrow you're homeless, tonight is a yeah. blast and I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think he's kind of making fun of people who do that. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's, there is a lot of, there's a lot of lyrics that are, you know, not only like, you know, damn you Reagan for doing this and Mm -hmm. that, and you're turning California into a Mm -hmm. weird fascist empire and stuff. They had a lot of strange (laughs) beliefs about Reagan. Um, And, but I think there's, I think there's also something there like, um, you know, this is, you people are stupid, I think. Yeah. Like, this isn't like just destroying stuff and being violent. It's crazy, it's fun, and it, it kind of gets this urge out of you, I guess,
0: mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually solve anything, yeah. and you're only hurting yourself. It so. does seem to be... I mean, I think the punk bands that people remember, they had a level of intelligence that mm-hmm. understood why you were angry, but they also understood that just being angry while cathartic and a process... Wasn't going to solve or change anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about you know uh, of, about the clash, but every clash song I've heard that had a message, it kind of feels to me like, oh, you get you know why you'd be mm-hmm. upset about these things, and you get why there's so much anger and mistrust, but at the same time, you also understand that just being angry is not going to actually yeah. bring about change. Uh, and and I, yeah. I definitely got that. Even though the song is called Riot, it really is not. It's not like an anti-riot song, but it's not exactly pro-riot either. It's yeah. just painting a picture yeah
1: i i agree with that i th- i as i think about it i i wonder if that kind of rage for rage sake if that's where metal how that's how that evolved i like metal a lot but mm. um a lot of metal lyrics are you know like oh i hate this i'm pissed <laughs> off i'm frustrated and like okay but you know there's not much else to it I like mean, everybody's
0: favorite rap metal song limp Bizkit's break stuff oh
1: yeah remember remember, sure, remember, yeah.
0: remember break stuff I, I, someone's going to do that, I'm sure. That's, uh, I'm that's my really name.
1: hoping that we have the Nookie or something, or <laughs> something from
0: Three Dollar Bill. Someone almost yeah, promised sure. to come on and do that. I was like, "Oh, really? Get on right now!" But no, wow. I think they were they're making fun they of Seriously, me. talk about it. Like I could probably do this. This really should be your song, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I do, I do like at the end of the song when they talk about the police response, barricades spring up from nowhere. Yeah, and then they, they're gonna. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they're like, they're going to bash your teeth in and they're going to fight and how the police can just riot whenever they want to. So the idea of riot so much is just an expression of violence and, and frustration, uh, rather than necessarily like some sort of force for change. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, but that definitely, they're definitely lyrics were all over in terms of trying to paint a multifaceted, uh, kind of expression of what the riot is. I was, I was totally not expecting because again, not knowing the band too well, it's, it's always when someone talks about punk it's like well they're probably going to be angry that's going to be there mm-hmm. but then not knowing is this a band that's going to do do more than that and it's always interesting when they do because it's fun yeah. to be angry but I mean how many songs about just being angry does any one person really need to say that's my yeah. favorite song about being angry I mean you get yeah. one or two and then
1: yeah, I think of, I think of the Sex Pistols. I think Sex Pistols are really highly thought of in the punk world. I really don't like the Nevermind yeah. the Bollocks very much. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I I feel like a lot of their popularity is because of how they ended so <laughs> kind of crazy and tragically. And <laughs> yeah, um, but I, that's that definitely feels like an album where it's just they're just angry and <laughs> just kind of whining almost. And but there's not really there's not much depth to it. Um, Whereas I don't know for some reason though like I love Iggy and the Stooges and like y- Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell I mean that's such a great song and <laughs> that's pretty much like just yelling in someone's face that yeah. whole song but uh, yeah I, d- I don't know how deep that is But uh, I don't know sometimes it works for me sometimes it doesn't yeah and, um, yeah I didn- you don't get that too much with Dead Candy, though it's always at least got a little political mm. twist to it yeah,
0: yeah. Reagan era politics yes <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, Matt, you're one of the few people that I that I've had on that is very much about the music. You like the lyrics are important, but you're very much about the music. music, I wanna let's let's talk about this, because usually you think of punk. Again, my first thought is you got three power chords. Someone's doing something with bass, maybe drums, probably banging you know loudly, sure. and it's three minutes long. And that's musically, that's all you would need. Yeah. But this this definitely had a couple different layers in terms mm-hmm. of you know how it started, how it progressed through, um, you know the absence of music at various parts, like nearer to the end when they're just repeating the um, tonight, tomorrow you're homeless tonight, tonight's a blast. Tonight's yeah. blast. Uh, so I mean, talk to me about your sense of the the music of the of the song
1: um well i i love they have a lot of um you know so there's like the build-up and then you get into the the big guitar riff kind mm. of in the beginning before before the singing starts and um east bay ray does a lot there's a lot of songs like that with mm. just these awesome guitar riffs and you can hear like the crackle of the of the like overdriven analog like they've cranked everything up and it's you know it's on this crappy equipment from <laughs> 1980 and Um, And it's just a really great sound. One thing I really like about how they record is they do have a lot of balls to it. There's a lot of bass. The -hmm. the drums are big. Um, A lot of bands didn't do that. And I I think, like, looking back, you know, like Led Zeppelin was always huge. And I think that's why they they still translate so well years later, because, you know, drums and bass were so big. Mm. Um, And a lot of bands that kind of went with a more tinny sound like i think a lot of pop bands from the 80s you talked about the pixies yeah. not too long ago i can't get in the pixies i think because there's no like it's punchless it's like it's it doesn't have like it should be rocking but it's not rocking. Mm-hmm. but um dk really they really have this big powerful sound um they have a lot of songs that really show off the basis to kloss fluoride it's a great name <laughs> um he's he's really good they're all really talented musicians mm-hmm. um uh the drumming to uh dh i I gotta find out what that stands for um but he's you know like to be a punk drummer you have to drum really fast that's that's kind of the key thing but he's really fast transitions really well um and just you know they're just really solid they play together forever i mean it feels like on those recordings they've already played together forever i don't i think they'd only been together a few years at that Mm -hmm. point but um yeah i i just like i like the complicated melodies and Mm -hmm. stuff i mean a lot of punk can just you know like you said three power chords and yeah um yeah, which Blink One Eighty Two song did you do?
0: What did uh,
1: my I, girlfriend. What's my age again? We did what's my age again? What's my age again? My age again? Okay, so it's that's like not
0: like, that long ago. Yeah, like, we record. I re, we recorded that one like a million years ago, and I just sat on it. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it's been a while since I've talked yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: I mean that's a song that's like uh, you know there there's it's it's pretty simple song structure, and you know there's basically first chorus, verse, bridge, mm-hmm. chorus, mm-hmm. and 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 um, and I I think. DK does that does that sometimes. Riot's definitely a song where they there's some orchestration to it. There's mm-hmm. like this build up and some crazy arrangement yeah. and different parts to it. And I do really like that about it. Yeah.
0: Now the song has not not in terms of the, the quality of the music, but the the sound has kind of this lo-fi oh, yeah. nature to it. Is that was that something that they would do on purpose? Was it just, just many punk bands of that era that you know of? Just it always sounds like, hey, this is like you, you kind of mentioned it uh I don't know if you meant jokingly, but sort of the sense of like, hey, this is like, you can hear the tape recorder in the background because we're just sort yeah. of, you know, we just hit record on our, you know, whatever we had lying around. and
1: Well, there's, I mean, there's like a, you you want a kind of rawness to the sound. You want the, you know, it's more punk if it sounds like it was all done in one take and you can maybe hear a few mistakes in there. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, you know, think about the other stuff coming out at the time, like 1980, 1982, if it had a really polished, produced sound, it sounded like Flock of Seagulls or like the <laughs> early Depeche Mode or something, yeah. you know, like it, it, that kind of perfect sound. And, and, you know, there was... I think that was... Um, you know, I, I guess the Beatles were one of the first bands to start recording parts individually mm-hmm. in the studio and then doing a lot of post yeah. work. Um, and as we we're getting into the 70s and the 80s and the technology was improving, I think a lot more bands were doing that. And then you'd have your your kind of old school rock bands, your punk bands that would just all get in the studio at once and try to bang it out in a take or two. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, you can hear the crackling sound. That's, I, I don't know exactly what produces that, but it sounds like something's being overdriven. You ever mm-hmm. like, you ever listen to the stereo and you got the little red light that keeps coming on because oh, yeah. you're driving it too much. It sounds <laughs> like everything they do sounds like it's got that on it. And I think that's kind of, you know like it's being done in their garage or like mm-hmm. you know it's being done on bad equipment i think that's more punk quote yeah unquote so but
0: i think you i mean i think you'd want that you know certainly yeah. that's the that's the kind of the the musical aesthetic yeah of, if of the movement
1: yeah if you're trying to convey like the anger and the rage mm-hmm. i think that you know like i just screw it i give me my guitar i'm gonna start playing right away no, i think I don't it'd care. be kind of yeah.
0: sad if everyone heard like oh yeah right you know we feel we, we yeah. took like 30 takes on that in yes. the big fancy studio we yeah. were in and uh you know, yeah. you want to hear like, we did it in an outhouse and, you know, we didn't, we only had one instrument among us and we had to, you know, make some out of twigs. And that's yeah. how we wrote this song. Yeah. But it doesn't, doesn't sound quite that. No, no. <laughs> that no. low key. Um, did, when you, you saw them, you said you saw them in like early, early 2000s? Yeah. So
1: I came to this band. Um, I was just, I had some friends that were, you know, they were just into punk that I didn't really know about. And they said, oh my God, Dead Candies are touring. You got to come. And, and, um. I I it was just one of those weird things where I was like I've never heard of this band but you guys are telling me they're great so mm. tell me what album to get and I will get it and I will listen to it and I will buy a ticket and mm-hmm. hopefully by the time the show comes I will love them. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean they I just got it and was like I don't I I used to when I was younger I used to listen to a lot more metal and mm. then punk. I feel like those are kind of opposing forces and so you like you choose one side light yeah. side dark side whatever. Um and I was kind of I, I, I kind of there was a lot of seventies punk like Ramones. I had tried and I was like, no, I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. And and even Iggy and the Stooges, who I really love now, um, I, I was kind of like, no, no, this isn't this yeah. isn't really for me. But I heard that and there was something like I think sophisticated about the songwriting that really kind of like was something I had not heard before in mm-hmm. punk. So I was like, all right, this is great. I'm going to the show. Yeah. And it was a it was a great little show in Seattle. Uh, this place I want to say called the Graceland, which is probably had the name changed a couple times. It's The House of Blues now or something. Yeah, I mean it's just one of those like little, you know, you go down underground, it's a little hole, oh, it's a little cave yeah. or something, but probably had probably had like 100 people in there or something like that. Not a very big show and I remember we got there. I lived far enough outside of Seattle that mm. going into Seattle was kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I was the one with the car and got my couple <laughs> friends. And we went and We're like, I think we're probably like 21 or something like that. Cause I remember we got beer and we're like sitting in the car drinking it. Like we're going to drink beer before the show. And like, it's like the first time we'd ever done that. And it was, it was cool. And, um, yeah, it wasn't, it was a different lead singer. Um, I don't know who was singing for him at that time. They were just kind of getting guys from other punk bands to come in. And, um, but it was, it was amazing. It was, I'd never been to a show like that.
0: Do they play riot?
1: I don't remember if they played oh. riot. I do remember they played most songs that I wanted to hear. That's yeah. good: Yeah, they played, they played more of their like, most accessible like rocky songs. It, it's a shame they're like two biggest hits, quote mm-hmm. unquote, uh, "California Uberalis," yep. and um, I've heard of that one. And holiday in Cambodia. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of either of those songs. I, I
0: feel like one of those was on Guitar Hero or you know, I think, Rock Band. I think holiday
1: Ca- Holiday in Cambodia is on. And it didn't. On Guitar
0: Hero. I don't. Re- I don't remember it doing. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really do a lot for yeah. me.
1: Um, they have a lot of other songs I like more than those, yeah. but those are the two I think that they're most well known
0: for. See, this sounds, this was most. really catchy. I was surprised how catchy song, yeah. it was. Yeah, I would have been curious to hear or interested to hear a different singer, a different lead singer take on on riot because there was something yeah, about too. uh about, about jolly where it, I, I don't know how you can convey so so many kind of layers of like what the song is about like we talked about what they were because we mm-hmm. listened to it and we looked at the lyrics and we you know well, let's let's think about what we want to say about mm-hmm. the, you know before talking today but i can't imagine somebody unless they've already heard this song and sort of done that level of analysis and practiced it could just come out and boom belt out. This song and get that across in in the you know the couple minutes of the song just once like just just nail it because I mean I heard a couple times today but it was pretty clear by the second listen oh wait this isn't just some sort of anger song this is about the act of riot and what that means Mm -hmm. and what it entails and what different levels of society do uh, that could be considered a riot the police versus an average poor citizen Mm -hmm. and it really came through with the voice it was sort of. Just like a disdain for the rioters, but a joy of the rioting, and uh, kind of laughing at them, but not laughing at them at the Mm. same time. And I feel like anyone who's just sort of loud would just it would just be like, yeah, riots, woo, yeah, stuff.
1: It'd be interesting to hear something like you know, like Rancid or something cover this song. Somebody, I should I should check that out. and should listen for some good covers. I'm sure it's been covered a bunch of times. Yeah,
0: you can always go on YouTube, and I'm sure some dudes like, hey, I'm singing Riot. Watch me play the guitar. (laughs) Weed through
1: those (laughs) to find the good ones, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jello's kind of a, he's a narrator more than a, you know, like mm. the, the the screamer punk guy. I mean, yeah, he he kind of, he's, he's talking through it. He's not, I don't
0: think he's that great of a singer. No, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. Alone, but. It was, I mean, it sort of starts with that kind of sense of some sort of poetry jam. And then yeah. as the song progresses, though, it does, it does kind of pick into sort of a, Singy, talky rhythm, yeah. kind of syncopated with the with the drum, which I, I always love that in in a lot of punk songs where it's sort of beat beat song beat, song beat, sing beat sing, beat you know, yeah. it has that has that that fast like oh
1: it's great two two or timing or something where it's just bam 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 yeah, yeah it's yeah. i just
0: i just and i just love it it just feels like the drum is a counterpoint to every other instrument including the vocals yep. while you're listening to it and it's very propulsive um yes. e- even i think even if you weren't going necessarily very fast just the way that the beats are coming in falling between everything it just feels like you're you're going it,
1: yeah it creates a sense of speed yeah. definitely yeah i love that and i love i, like it. That I love the idea of just
0: things being fast um i listen to most Things like not songs as much, but sometimes I'll hear songs on uh, like one and a half speed because if I want to hear something and yeah, I only got a little time, so sometimes you'll get songs that way, and you'll hear some songs you're like, "This is the fastest, awesomest song," and then you put it at normal speed, you're like, "Oh, this is a slow piece Mm -hmm. of crap." I want to hear the same one, yeah, yeah. Like this one, I could see being really like still being pretty listenable at one and a half speed because it's just just keep going. Probably not as not going to be as good (laughs) because not the not not where they want it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so matt we talked a lot about riot mm-hmm. um why do you think why, why do you think it's it this one is your song rather than any other dead kennedy song um it,
1: i don't know i feel it, it encompasses everything i like about them i mean it's got it's got the fast driving parts um you know the the real like what you think of as punk um it has it shows off their musicianship the, their songwriting like the orchestration the arrangement i i that's that's kind of what puts them ahead of other punk bands in my mind so mm. um i think this song just kind of shows all that off this uh, you know the pinnacle of what they they did as songwriting um but most of the other songs that i like a lot are more one-dimensional than this i mean it's more like first chorus, verse, yeah. bridge or something this yeah. is you know and this and it does it as as you've said it turns on itself it's like oh this is rioting we're throwing bricks you know like smash windows and then, you know, like, the barricades spring up. It has a turn. I mean, it's got a narrative to it that's yeah. that's fully developed. And so, yeah, oh, I'd excellent. say that's why it's my song.
0: Okay. But why should it be our song? Um,
1: I think I think punk has a reputation that makes it so a lot of people don't want to get into it. Mm. Um, it's that if you're... Even if you like guitar-based music, rock music, I think punk either has a reputation as being, like, kind of sloppy... Um, you know, anybody can... And there certainly are those bands where people who don't know how to play their instruments just kind of pick them up and start yelling. And yeah. and that can be considered punk. But I, I think that as a genre, it is overlooked and really has a lot to contribute to kind of the rock mm. cloud of, <laughs> of, of sub-genres. Mm. I never know how to define genres, but, um, but I, I really feel like punk has enriched my life and would like everyone to experience that starting with this song, this is the gateway this is the gateway song i
0: think <laughs> this is this is pretty accessible into punk yeah Excellent. all right well everyone at home i hope you now feel that riot by the dead kennedys is our song <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Matt, thanks so much for coming on yeah, and, and so. bringing in a, a, song, a, a genre we have yet to discuss. It's
1: my pleasure. However
0: many episodes we're at now uh, that we haven't talked about. punk, It's always weird that way. I think some of it is that many of the episodes are just me talking about songs I want to talk about. so Sort of skews it, but oh well. Well, I mean, you
1: know, if, if I did 100 of these, 97 of them would be alternative rock songs from the 90s. So, <laughs> I, you know, like I hear you on that.
0: We're going to do our Breakfast at Tiffany's one. Oof. and uh <laughs> Sings that uh, Duh, the... deep blue something. No, no, not deep blue something. Uh, maybe it is deep blue something. It's some. It's some... Okay, it's a good song. I don't. I don't remember. It's it yeah. You know, it's it's kind of catchy. It's sure. yeah. It's one of the yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. some. I feel like at some point. You know, the nice thing about the the format is. There's an infinite number of episodes out there, and somebody in some universe would want to talk about sure. Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: Yeah, and um, someone will want to hear it. Absolutely,
0: if someone, yeah, I'll hear it. Yeah. All, 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 all yeah. Uh, Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, For everyone at home, thanks so much for listening. You can uh, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you're interested in leaving a review, please do. Uh, Please feel free to tell a friend as well if uh, you think that they like the show. Uh, If you're interested in being on the show or sharing your thoughts uh, on the show with me, you can email me at Rob at playing You can find us online where every Monday we post preview episodes. So we get links to where you can purchase the songs. If there's an official music video, we put the lyrics that's all up at playingoursong.net. You can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash playing our song. Dot net. Um, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. Uh, Matt, where can, where can we find you online? Your online presence? Um, I, like a year ago,
1: had a poem in a uh, multimedia collaborative online thing called Telephone by satellite collective if you google telephone satellite collective matt summers you will possibly find my poem excellent and um it was uh, an ekphrastic poem written from a small movie that someone had made so you should watch the movie first or else the poem won't make any sense cool but it's a cool uh, like uh, little rabbit hole to fall in of different like branches of art made from other arts nice. um so it was a cool project to work on it was fun to are you working on sure
0: anything? anything
1: right now? Um, I am like perpetually working on a chapbook length. Uh, so that's like 12 to 15 poems of uh, about my experience volunteering at a men's medium security prison. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching creative writing there. A lot of the guys had really interesting stories. Um, so I tried to get some of them down and kind of the the emotional like feelings that they have there i mean like it's i try not to be political about it because i think prison can be a pretty political discussion yeah. but it's just kind of you know there's just so much like kind of things that we take for granted um that it, it's almost inhuman how they like don't have privacy and don't have like they they can't like show emotions and stuff and you know yeah. whatever it's so there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of like material there so I, I wrote some poems and maybe it'll come out oh, all right point. that'd
0: be cool yeah it so is that the kind of thing that you do like do self-publishing or you uh, kind of I mean i know you, you do you, you know your, your work right now you're doing you know you have some connections with publishers with oh, yes. the publishing system i have system works. I lots of
1: connections in publishing algebra books um it doesn't quite <laughs> translate over but um You'd sneak it in there yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> um read this poem how many vowels were in it yeah. count them i don't know yeah Um, it's, uh, poetry is kind of, you do have to do it yourself. There's not really a lot of people soliciting, um, poems out there until you get famous and known. Um, so there's a lot of contests fortunately. So you Mm kind of just do your best work and submit it out. Um, and often you have to wait like six months to a year to hear back on that. Um, and so you send it out to like a dozen places and see if, if someone takes it. Um, but yeah, I think the, the goal is kind of Get something published, book length, which mm. I'm kind of always working toward. And um, once that happens, that opens a lot of doors as far as like teaching and stuff. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. Just kind of working at it. Nice. It's 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 tough. It doesn't. It it never comes easy, and nah. it takes forever. And, uh. and then I like go weeks without doing it and feel bad. And <laughs> nah. yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard. to keep up. any yeah.
0: creative any creative endeavor. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just. Yeah, and like writing. I I love the idea of writing, but it's one of those things like, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be about this and this. Let me start writing. This is hard. I quit. Yeah. It was a great idea, though. would have been an awesome book.
1: Yeah, I'm super good at starting stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but...
0: Well, you get yeah. some stuff published. It's like you get a, with like poetry. You probably need to get like a critical mass of you need to get content. A, you need
1: to get like sixty or seventy together that can yeah. be published as a book, and oh, then okay. you're like official. Before oh, yeah. that, you're kind of just thought of as amateur, even whether or not you're any good or not. Yeah. So. I don't
0: know. Poetry yeah. to me seems like if you write a book, like you could write a terrible book, but like the idea is okay that people will read your whole book and and it's relatively popular. Short story feels like the kind of thing that you have to nail it like there's no room for error and i think poetry is that times 10 like you you have to make every word count because you can't be like i just read this thousand page poem no definitely no one's gonna read this no (laughs) no, no one's gonna read
1: epic poems or a thing of the past it's 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 really easy to read a poem and pick it apart it's Mm. probably easier to do that than fiction or non-fiction i think like because you can literally even with great great poems you can look at basically any line and say you know maybe something else would have worked better here so yeah i try not to think about that because that's just crushing to think about that (laughs) yeah it's always easy to (laughs)
0: like i just look that it's terrible Eh." yeah oh well okay keep going with that stuff uh and you always can the poetry of your discussions of songs is always welcome on the show uh hopefully have you on again soon yeah uh and for everyone else, uh, stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. Check check in. Whatever. Uh, come back next week that's for a, another. <laughs> There's a great catchy sign-off <laughs> racing The developed the there. <laughs> just, <laughs> that just, <laughs> just pop in yeah. my crazy. Uh, Come on back next week. We'll have another one of these episodes. But until then, remember, it's your song. So play it long and play it loud. Bye. 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 Playing right like into the hand. Tomorrow you're homeless Tonight that's a blast. Riot the right, unbeatable high. Riot! Such a little sky! Riot! Right. Playing right into their hands. Tomorrow you're homeless! Tonight it's a blast! 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 Tomorrow you're Tonight it's a blast, tomorrow you're homeless, tonight it's a blast, tomorrow you're homeless. Tonight it's a blast.